Hello. This is Mr. Tittles, here to give you a friendly reminder. Always tip your waiters and waitresses as well. Excuse me. Orders up. <laughs> Welcome to Call of Cthulhu, Mythos Mysteries, where our four investigators will be thrown into the mystery and madness of Arkham, Massachusetts, in the year 1921. I am your Mythos Master, Ariel, and phobia of mine is claustrophobia. Now, let's introduce our investigators, minus one, because Mark isn't here tonight. Boo, Mark. (laughs) Boo. Uh, hi, I am Aaron. I'm playing Lloyd Fowler. He is an accountant, and my phobia is of heights. Not like normal heights, like heights that you would fall from, survive, and then you would end up injured. So there you go. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> my name is Daniel. I'm playing Fred Lyons, a parapsychologist, and... One of my phobias is deep water, like water that you can't see that below you, like oceans, for example. How deep do you have to go, Daniel? Uh, Far enough. I can't see the sun. (laughs) I'm Michelle. I'm going to be playing Millie Oakley, uh, an investigative journalist. And a phobia of mine is, well, the same as Daniel's, especially after watching River Monsters. I don't go into any body of water what about pools yeah i I will go in a swimming pool but so yeah so more specifically you don't go in bodies of water without chlorine pretty much (laughs) the date is monday may 16th 1921 it is overcast out a little windy it's about eight in the morning lazy monday as nobody wants to go to work Especially not Millie, as she walks into the Arkham Advertiser and sees her wonderful boss, Mr. Walker, looking angry as usual. He hears you come in, turns around, says, Oh, it's you. Ha, thrilled to see you so bright and early in this wonderful morning. Yeah. Anyways, I have a job for you to do. What now? I need you to write an article about the Darcy Twins winning the Arkham Young Artist Contest. But that's so boring. Yeah, not even you can screw it up. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Shots fired. (coughs) Jesus. Why don't you just let me run a story that's interesting, that has something, some excitement in it? Because you're not as good as the other reporters here. You clearly, you've got to know that. Fine. (laughs) As you two are talking, you see another man come up who you know oh so well and you despise as he's Mr. Walker's favorite pet, David Swartz, who's the lead journalist for the Arkham Advertiser, who always gets the good stories. He smiles at you. Good morning, Miss Oakley. Yep. 
responding to you too. I have finished my report for the day. Good for you. And Mr. Walker says, see, why can't you be like him? See, he's already got his report done to me. Here you come strolling in at 8 o'clock in the morning. This is why he gets the good stories. Well, maybe if you gave me an interesting story, I'd be motivated to write something. No, like I said, I need it written in gold. You never know what I can do until you give me a chance. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, David, did you get everything? Did you interview the asylum? Yeah, I did. I got everything down. They have found the lost patient. There was a lost patient? Well, you didn't hear? No. But he went missing last night, but we've they've found him. And all is well. Arkham does not need to panic. They are safe. Okay. And David hands over a copy of his report to Mr. Walker. And Mr. Walker just looks at you and goes, shakes his hand at you to go away. He says, their address is 508 Saltonstall Street. Go there, do your interview, get it done. Fine. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? Go and do this interview. This boring interview. And get it over with. Okay. As you are going to the Darcy's house, going to switch it over to you. You are at your Okay. You are at your bistro. Someone you know very well as he works for Mr. Montgomery comes in, looks at you. He says, "Hey Lloyd, can you do me a favor?" Uh, uh certainly. What what do you need? I need to speak to the boss immediately. You need to speak to Mr. Montgomery? Yes, it's it's a family emergency. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, I'll go get him right away. Thanks, thanks a lot. So I'm going to go into the back room of the bistro. I'm going to quickly change my clothes and get into my disguise. Okay. So, so I'm assuming you want me to roll a disguise check for that? Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, it's the first roll of the game. Woohoo. All right, let's see. Ooh. That is a 24. Uh that's a pass cuz I got a 50. 50 in this guys. Okay. So I'm going to get changed into my suit and tie and slick back my hair, take my bifocals off, and I'm going to head back out. Okay. After burp. <laughs> All right. So you walk out and you see Travis Darcy standing behind the counter, you know, on the other side, mm-hmm. waiting for you, looking anxious. <clears throat> Mr. Travis Darcy. Uh, yes, boss. What can I do for you, sir? Uh, can we uh can we talk in private somewhere, please? 
Certainly. Let's head on up to my office. Ah, thanks. Okay. So he follows you up to your office and as soon as you shut the door, I, I got a big favor to ask you. Well, why don't we just take it slow there? Why don't we get you something to drink? Brandy? Whiskey? Uh, got any scotch? No, I certainly do. Top shelf. Just the finest. So I'm going to go over and pour two glasses of scotch and drop an ice cube in each of them. Rattle them around a little bit and then hand them one. Thanks, boss. Now, uh, what's this all about? He takes a big drink out of the cup. Sets it down. Well, you see, my daughters, my twin daughters, they keep going on and on about this imaginary friend of theirs. Say his name's John. And at first I thought, you know, it was kids, imagination, whatever. But the more they go on, the creepier it gets. Well, and I'd just feel better if I knew for a fact that they, this John is an imaginary friend and not some nasty pervert around my daughters. So what you're asking for me is to uh, send a couple men around your house and take a look? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, unfortunately, I won't be able to spare any men right now with the shipments into Arkham, but I'll certainly be happy to look into it myself. Oh, you would? Most certainly. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You've been a good friend in these very, very troubling years, and uh, I feel it my duty to repay a debt to you, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm afraid if I they see me or this John, this is a real guy. If he sees me, then he won't then he won't talk to the girls and I'll never find out. But uh, you know me, I'm not very, very quiet. I, I understand completely. Why don't you go ahead and write me down your address and I'll swing by later and pay a visit. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. So he gets a piece of paper and takes one of your pencils and writes it down and hands it to you. It says 508 Salton Stall Street. That's a mouthful. <laughs> said it's 508? 508. 508. Mm-hmm. Salton Stall. Salton Stall. Okay. You uh, drank that down at a mighty fine speed. You, you seem kind of thirsty. A gentleman should never leave my office thirsty. Would you, would you care for another scotch? Well, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So I'm going to go over and pour him another one. And he drinks that pretty quickly, too. I'm going to put my glass down on my desk, and I'm going to go over and pat him on the back. And Don't you worry. I'll be around here within, I'd say, a few hours. You go ahead and go home to your girls and call them an early day. Ah, thanks. Thanks, boss. Thanks a lot. No problem at all. Now he then drinks whatever he had left, if there was any, and turns around and leaves. All right. Now back to you. You arrive at the Darcy house. You see two little girls playing in the front yard. They're wearing 
matching yellow dresses with their long blonde hair pulled back in pigtails. And as they see you approaching, they stop and wave at you. Hi, girls. How are you? We're fine. I'm here to interview you about the award you won. Oh, okay. As soon as you say that, the front door opens and a woman steps out. Can I help you? Yes, I'm here to interview the girls for the Young Artist Award that they won. Oh, okay. Are you a reporter? Yes, yes. I'm from the Arkham Advertiser. Oh, all right. Come on in. And she ushers you and the girls in. Would you like something to drink? A glass of water would be fine, please. Okay, I'll be right back. And she leaves and you're sitting in a living room on a couch. And the girls sit down next to you. And just stare at you. So girls, how old are you? We're, We're ten. Ten? Uh, what grade are you in? Fourth, Fourth grade. grade. Uh, what piece of yours won the award? Or was it a combination of different art projects? We both painted a picture of us. Oh, that's interesting. Can I see it? We don't we don't have it. Oh, okay. Um, Would you like to see something else we've drawn? Sure, that'd be great. We're, we're not allowed to show people. Well, uh, you could show me. I won't tell. Mommy says that we can't, but we like you, so we'll show you. And one of the girls gets up and runs out of the room real quick. And a couple seconds later, comes running back in with a piece of paper in her hand. And she hands it to you. Oh, well, this is interesting. It uh, it looks like a, a dragon with four legs and a, a, a screaming cat head. Or, or rabbit head. Uh, but there's no tail. Apparently it got cut off. Uh, do you have a name for this creature? That's, that's our favorite. favorite. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, may I ask what it's supposed to be? John, John told, told us not, not to tell. tell. Well, who's John? Our, our friend. friend. Okay, well, could you tell me where you got the idea for the creature? He, he told, told us about it. it. Is John um, around? Is he here? We, we can't, can't tell, tell you that. that. Why not? He, he told, told us, us not, not to. to. Does your mom know John? We've, We've talked, talked to her about him. So she hasn't met John. No. Does he live in the neighborhood? We can't tell you that. Is he nice? Yeah. He's, He's our, our friend. friend. And he won't meet me? No. Do you have other drawings like this? Just that one. And he told you it's a real creature. We've already said too much. And well, it, the woman walks in 
with a man. Oh, you must be John. What did you say? How do uh, you know about John? Girls? They instantly, oops, eyes <laughs> wide open, staring. Uh, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I must be mistaken or misunderstood. I told you, girls, not to speak of John again. Uh, it, it's my fault. I've been interviewing him for you know the award they won. I just wanted to know about the drawings and things they like to draw. He's just seething right now, not really paying attention to you. Uh, The woman walks up to you and hands you the glass of water. Thank you. And she says, I'm sorry, it's a touchy subject. I didn't really know what they were talking about. (laughs) She turns around, she goes up to the guy and she says, Travis, calm down, it's okay. And she kind of shoes him into the other room. And now a word from our sponsors, Williams Wonder Wax, the wax that works wonders. Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie, this is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Altaris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Eh, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Sorry, girls, I didn't mean to get you into trouble. They just stare wide-eyed into the room where their father walked into. I didn't realize that it was that big of a deal. He doesn't doesn't like like us talking talking about about our imaginary friend. Oh, he's imaginary. Okay, so this is an imaginary creature. It's not a creature. Well, what is it? We can't tell you. Well, I mean, if you ever decide to, I'll listen. They just kind of keep staring wide-eyed. Um, well, maybe I should go ahead and, and go. They just keep staring. <laughs> uh, I'll holler back towards the parents. I'm going to go ahead and go. Uh, thanks for your time. And when you say that, the woman comes back into the living room. She goes, I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. I didn't I didn't know. It's, it's okay. It's okay. She says, girls, why don't you go run and play? And... They kind of snap out of it a little bit and run out the front door. So John's imaginary? She just kind of stares at you. <laughs> Sorry, and they talked They talked like he was a real person, so I didn't... No, no, he's imaginary. He's just imaginary. Okay, well, um, I'm going to go ahead and go. Uh, uh, sorry again. I'll write something up. Did Did you get enough information for your? Uh, I I think so. Okay. Okay. 
Thank you. And then she shows you to, to the front door and opens it for you. And I run to the car. <laughs> and as you step out, you, as you step out and wa- are walking to your car, you see another man approaching. Well, hello there. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Montgomery. Ah, you look awfully familiar. Hmm, I'm sure I do. Mm. You have a good evening. It's Mo- daytime. Day. <laughs> Reporters, I swear. So hard to get good help these days. What was that? Nothing, nothing at all. You have yourself a good day, madam. Uh, you too. So I'm going to go ahead and walk up to the girls. Okay. Well, after you say that, I need you to roll me a spot hidden. Only you, because you're facing another Ooh. way. Ooh. Let's see. Um, yes, that is a 5%. <laughs> okay. As you say that to Millie, you kind of look and you see one of the girls by bushes on the far side of the house. All right. Just standing there. Looks like she's hunched down into the bushes. So I'm going to put my hand on my pistol and my jacket, but I'm not going to pull it out. And I'm going to walk in that direction. Okay. You would see him holding onto his jacket and walking that direction. Uh, Mr. Montgomery? What part of go on did you not understand? Well, what you're clutching is what I don't understand. When I clearly see a little girl past you. So I'm going to pull out a notebook. What are you doing here with a notebook? Are you interviewing someone? I know that it is typically the job of the reporter to ask the questions, but I don't have to answer to you, nor do I have the time. Good day to you, ma'am. I'm going to walk off. I'm going to follow. Okay, um, you see both girls approaching you. Well, hello, you sweet darlings. What can I do for you? Hi, Mr. Trevor. Well, hello. What are you two doing over there by that bush? We weren't by the bush. Ow, it's not nice to lie to me. You know better. We weren't by the bush, we promise. Mm-hmm. Do I have to tell your pops that you've been lying again? We weren't lying. Then why are you rolling your eyes back, all deceptive like? Come on, girls. I need you to roll me a psychology. Oh, snap. Why get all the rolls all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, I don't think I got that one. Uh. Oh, I did. <laughs> okay, you... By kind of studying them a little bit, you can tell that they're not telling the truth. Girls. Yes? I warn you. Uncle Trevor can see right through a bold-faced lie. So why don't you go ahead and tell me what she was doing on over there by that bush? It'll all be our little secret. They kind of look down. We... We We hid something in there. We We were were just just looking for it. May I see this thing when you find it? We We already found it. it. 
Oh, well, girls, may I see it? Yeah. One of the girls reaches in her pocket and pulls out a rock. Well, that is a mighty fine rock. I'm going to take it, put it in my hand, and look it over. What's it look like? A rock. Oh, rock. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Gray. Kind of smooth. Kind of jaggedy. So it's a rock. Rock. (laughs) Absolutely nothing special about it. Can I roll another psychology to see if they're lying to me about this rock? Go ahead. Yeah, I passed. 43. Now, what specifically are you asking about? They're lying about the rock. Meaning this is not exactly what they found. They're telling the truth. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to hand them back their rock. She takes it back and sticks it back in her pocket. Now, girls, I have a few questions for you. You mind if we go inside and have ourselves a nice glass of lemonade and talk it over? Okay. All right, so I'm going to usher the girls in to the house. Okay. I'm going to... Can I follow? You you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm going to follow. So I'm going to stop at the door, and I'm going to turn around. I believe your business here is conducted... You don't know what my business is. Well, your business is none of mine, and my business is none of yours. Good day to you, ma'am. I'm going to slam the door in her face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to walk around and see if I can't like hear Break into the, the house that people no, are obviously in. <laughs> I'm going to try to listen through a window. Okay. Um, roll me, if you don't want anybody to hear you, roll me... A stealth. Sixty-six. Did you pass? Yeah, you, you're the one who knows how you pass or fail. Oh, no. I don't <laughs> believe so. It's 20%, so no. <laughs> no. Okay, so you walk around to the side of the house where the living room would be. I need you to roll me a listen. I failed it by 10. I got wow. 65. Sweet. First okay. pass. First fail of the game, I should say. So you walk around where you think the window would be for the living room and it just happens to be open. So you walk in Mm -hmm. and the girls are sitting on the couch. Okay. Well, I'd like to make a perception roll. Okay. For what? To see if there is anybody around in your shot, like their mom or their dad. Okay, well, you don't need a perception roll for that. You see the mom and the dad in the kitchen, and they hear you coming in, and they're approaching you now. Okay. Well? Uh, hi, boss. Hi, boss. Are you off the clock? Yes. Yes, I'm home now. Well, then it is just Trevor. You know better. Oh, oh okay, boss. Okay, boss. Uh, we had... We had a reporter stop by. 
Oh, you mean old nosy Nellie? Uh, I think I think her name was Millie, not Nellie. Close enough. She has been a thorn on my side ever since she started working at that oh, damned newspaper. Uh, she 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 seemed nice. She didn't come here to stir up trouble, but the girls they mentioned John to her. Hmm. So that's why she's sticking around. I I think she left, didn't she? Well, she tried to walk back on in here uninvited, and I politely reminded her of Southern etiquette. You. You didn't hurt her, did you? Well, I mean, these doors are made of oak. So, if she got a nose busted, that's on her. She should have known better. Okay, boss. Now, you know better. We don't go around hurting people for no reason. I'm sure she's just fine, and she's probably nosing around somewhere right now. If she isn't, I'll cover the medical bills, and we'll be best on our way. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for this John fella as I look down at the girls. They're just looking up at you, smiling sweetly. Why don't you go ahead and go get us a couple glasses of lemonade and I'll sit down and talk to the sweet things. And the woman goes, okay, I will. Thank you, dear. And the, both of them walk off to give you some privacy. So I'm going to go ahead and sit across from them. Okay. <clears throat> now, girls, I've been hearing through the rumor mill that you got yourself a new friend. They just stare at you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. John, I believe his name is. Now, girls, this conversation ain't going to go too far if it's one-sided. They just keep staring at you. <laughs> I'm not here to take your friend away, nor am I here to hurt your friend. See, Uncle Trevor has friends as well. And friends of Uncle Trevor are well protected. And if you got yourself a friend and he don't know Uncle Trevor, well, that's a problem. Because we got to protect our friends, right? We know what you'll do. Now, have I ever hurt, buddy? They just stare at you. <laughs> have I ever hurt anybody that didn't deserve it? Needed to be reminded of that southern etiquette. We don't want you to take him back. I'll take it back? Now, where'd he come from? They just stare at you. Now, girls, come on now. You can't leave a man alone like that. girls. We've told you too much. Nonsense. We're just here having small talk. Now, I would like to offer Mr. John a place to stay if he don't already have one. It's the only reason I'm here. Take care of your friend. He's imaginary. Well, imaginary or not, man needs a place to sleep, right? Can't be sleeping under no house. They just stare at you. Oh, girls. You think this is some kind of tricksy, don't you? We told him we wouldn't tell. Now, what kind of friend is Mr. John if he's making you keep secrets? 
He's very nice. Well, even nice people can be tricksy. No. Not our John. Mm. Has Mr. John told you to do anything for him or say anything for him? No. Well, what's Mr. John doing hanging out with the likes of you two little girls then? How'd you come about, Mr. John? We just just thought him up one day. Well, where'd he come from then if you just thought him up? He had to have some sort of story, right? Man's got to have a life. He came came from from our mind. Oh, what's this place in your mind called? They kind of dart their eyes, like, quizzically. Well, I had a friend when I was little. Name was Mr. Bugsy. You know where he was from? A magical, wonderful place. Called Chicago. They look at you all wide-eyed now. You see, I didn't hide Mr. Bugsy from anyone. I made sure to tell everyone about Mr. Bugsy. I think you should do the same, girls. We told him we wouldn't. Well, if you can assure me that Mr. John is, in fact, imaginary, then we will let him be. But if I find out that you lied to me, girls, some mighty swift punishments coming your way. They kind of look sheepishly him. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Now, your pops asked me to talk to you about Mr. John. You see, your pops is mighty worried about you. John wouldn't hurt us. Well, like I said before, Nice people can be awful mean when they're in the right place. He would never, he would never hurt us. How do you know that, girls? We just do. Hmm. And how old are you two again? Ten. Oh, so in your mighty fine elder wisdom, you already know this man's not going to hurt you. What's elder wisdom? It's old people smarts. Yeah, go ahead and laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's old people smarts. (laughs) Now, you going to tell me what I need to know? Or am I going to have to go get your daddy? John's imaginary. He's not real. Hmm. Well, let's keep it that way. Because me and Mr. John, if he does end up being real, we're going to have a mighty long talk. And I'm going to show him some southern etiquette. Like you showed Miss Millie? Well, Miss Millie was being rude. So, yes. She's really nice. We like her. She can be. But Miss Millie and me, we don't get along. Because Miss Millie be nosing around in business. She don't need to be nosing. 
But that's a story for another time, girls. Now, I will see myself out. I'm going to run to my car now and leave. Okay, I need... Roll me a stealth. Ten. Okay. Am I going to roll a perception? No, you don't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and let myself out to the door. Okay. Are you opening the door and going? Mm-hmm. Okay. As you're opening the door, you can now roll perception. Hmm. Uh, actually, there is no perception. Spot hidden. You Spot know what hidden. I meant. Yeah, we both kept screwing that up. Uh, no, I failed. Failed? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no <your> dice. <laughs> That's a pretty bird up in the sky. <laughs> okay. Well, this one you don't need to roll. As you get in the car and start it up, then you see her car starting up. Or, yeah, you hear her car starting up. That nosy floozy. I swear. And now we're to you. You've gotten a call from Superintendent Roger Hayes from the Arkham Asylum saying that he has a patient that he would like you to see. Do I see patients often there? Enough. When he has really troubled ones. So, I guess this one's a troubled one. I guess I will get in my vehicle and head over to Arkham Asylum. Do I usually, does, is there anything I need to bring with me? Or do they usually have what I need there? Like normal stuff, if there's anything. Yeah, because these aren't ghosts, so I don't need nothing but ghosts. <laughs> so I guess I'll head over there as soon as possible. Okay, you get there and you walk in, get up to the front desk. And there's a charge nurse there. and She says, right this way, I'll show you where he is. Good, I'm recognized. I'll follow her. <laughs> okay, so as you're walking, I need you to roll me a listen. Twenty-seven, which is under it, so I passed. Okay, so as you're walking, you hear muffled screaming coming from the direction you're going towards. Oh, looks like this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> and as you keep walking, now you're hearing a different kind of scream. And the closer you get, the more you make out the word monster being screamed at the top of their lungs. Uh, sounds like this is going to be a tough case. And it just gets louder and louder and she stops at a door where you can tell the screaming is coming from and she says he's in there. And she unlocks the door and opens it. What, and what do I see? You see nothing. No, just kidding. You see 
a man sitting on sitting in a chair and he's kind of handcuffed to it and he's screaming kind of hurting your ears monster I guess I'm going to approach close enough but not get close enough where I assume his legs aren't restrained down he's just handcuffed to the chair correct so I'm going to get to where I'm not within kicking range okay because he's crazy does he change his demeanor as I approach are you coming like with an eyesight of him? Yes. Okay, then he kind of quiets down. Excellent. And he's but he's breathing heavy. He's almost hyperventilating. Afternoon, sir. What seems to be the issue? Monsters. What kind of monsters. You can't hear them in your head. Are you sure they're not a nightmare? Are they harmful to you? They want me to harm. They want me to kill. This is the sounds that they give you? They tell me. And it's likely that it's a monster? It's a monster in my head. What does it look like? I can't see him or them or it. Whatever they are, I can't see them. They just talk. Does it have a name? I don't know. Do you ask just it talk. They just talk. Why don't you tell me what they're saying? Kill. 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 Who? Anybody. Why did they choose you? Everybody here hears it. And then he just starts screaming monster again. At the top of his lungs. Can I use psychoanalysis on him? Good. I'm going to see if. Because that can calm sanity, can't it? I believe so, yes. 39, I made it. Okay. Okay, so you made it. And let me roll real quick. Okay, you see him calm down now. Are you feeling better, sir? little bit. Good. The monsters, there's nobody in the room but me and you. I know. There's no monsters. He speaks in my mind. Do you need to ask him some questions? I'm, I'm too scared to. I'm here. You can ask him any questions. Nothing's gonna hurt you. Like, like what? Ask him his name. What's your name? Nothing. Is that his name or he didn't say anything? No, no, nothing. He didn't say anything. Maybe he's scared, like you are. Uh, I, I doubt that. What's your name? He's kind of looking around <laughs> and... Nothing. How, how long has this been going on for? He kind of looks up like he's thinking about, I don't know, a while. Does it also happen when you sleep? Especially when I sleep. 
Do you see what he looks like when you sleep? No, or just it's voice? just black. I don't see anything, but I hear his voice over and over and over telling me to kill. And sometimes, sometimes I want to. But I know it's bad. I know killing's bad. Yeah, it's a good thing you're here. We'll make sure that doesn't happen. (laughs) Okay. How do I get it to stop? How do I get his voice to stop? First, we have to get to the root of the problem and find out who it is. Who this monster or person is that's in your mind. It's, It's not just mine, though. Everyone here says they hear him. And it's the same thing. They tell them to kill. Like other patients hear this? Yeah. Any of the orderlies? I haven't I haven't heard them say anything about it. But but I hear the other the other people here. Do they give any more information? Like they hear anything else different than you do? No, no, it's just kill. And and so, sometimes they do. So there's been deaths here. I th- yeah, there are. Other patients? Mm-hmm. Attacking each other. And when did you say this started? A while ago. You can't be more specific. Uh, let me think. I don't know. Time kind of just passes here. It's been a while. I might have to speak with your doctors on this. I... I wouldn't trust them too much. Why? They lie a lot. The doctors do? Yeah. They said... Well, see... Marcus, he got away. He escaped. But... They said they brought him back, but they didn't. He's still gone. What did Marcus look like? He looked like a man. <laughs> he uh well, he's got he's got brown hair. And kinda tall, not super tall. Scrawny. I yeah. Is he taller or shorter than you? He's taller than me, but not by much. Maybe an inch or two. Do you have any issues with Marcus? Nah, he's a real nice guy. He's real nice. Little little screwed up in the head, but he's nice. Were you friends with him? I wouldn't say I was friends with him. Has anybody else gone missing? He's the only one that's escaped. Everybody else died. It's very morbid. <laughs> How long ago did he escape? Oh, what was it? I don't know. A night or two ago? I think. And how do you know they didn't bring him back? Well, they announced it. That he came back, but the guy they brought back wasn't him. So there's somebody new here that came back about the same time? No, no, it's... I think it's one of the older patients that they keep in the locked ward. In isolation? Sure. Have you ever been over there? 
A couple times. It's not fun, is it? It's quiet. Except for the voice in your head. Why don't you think of music or something else that you like to drown out the voice? I can't. I can't. I've tried. I've tried screaming. That doesn't even work. I heard you before I came here. Oh. Didn't work, though. No. Other than hurting other people's ears. Did it? I can neither verify or deny that accusation. My head's feeling funny again. Feeling like you're hearing the voices again? I don't know. I just... I feel something... Something funny. I'm gonna step back a few steps. Like what? Describe it to me. And then he just screams out monster again. Of course he did. And this time he starts thrashing around in his chair. He almost knocks it over a couple times. Are there any other orderlies around? Or is it just me in the room? It's just you in the room right now. And him. Were there any orderlies outside the room when they brought me here? Or was it just her that brought me in? It was just her. And then what's the room like? Other than the chair? Because he's kind of in the center of the room, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And is it just like another room like he would be in, like a patient room where it's padded walls? or? There are padded walls. However, there's nothing else in this room. Nothing else. Which is fine. So it's just the walls the and walls, the chair. no window. There's the door and then him in the chair. I think I've seen what I need for now. So I'm going to, because he's kind of disregarding me now, right? Since he's just thrashing and mm-hmm. freaking out. And now he has tipped himself over. I really don't want to get close enough to help him. I would help him, but with him thrashing, I think he's going to attack. So I'm going to just back out and then close the door. Does it lock from the outside? Mm-hmm. I will lock it just in case. And then I'm going to head back towards the front desk. Okay. To go find the receptionist. Okay. You get up there and you see the charge nurse sitting up there. Any luck? Some. I need to see your head doctor. Okay. Let me give him a quick call make sure he's in his office. So she picks up the phone, dials a number, waits a few seconds. Uh, yeah, Dr. Lyons is here to speak to you. Okay. All right. She hangs up the phone. He'll see you now. Okay. Where is his office? Is it on this floor? I know I've been here before, but... Yes, he's on the first floor. He's just down the hallway to the left, just a little bit. Okay. I will head down the hallway into his office. Okay. You get there and his door's shut. Do you knock or you just walk in? I will knock as a courtesy. Okay. He says, come in. So I will open the door. Okay. You walk into his office. It's just a, it's a nice sized office. Not too big, but it's a decent size with a few bookshelves on the far wall. He's got his desk with some chairs around it. He says, please take a seat. I will head in and take a seat. Okay. As you're walking up to the desk, 
I need you to roll me a spot hit. All right, 28. Did you get it? Yes. Okay, as you're walking up to his desk and sitting down, you happen to see a piece of paper sticking out from a few folders that were sitting on his table. And on that piece of paper, you see the name Marcus John Stanton. What? And that's where we'll end it for now. That sucks. No. (laughs) All right, everyone. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening and tune in next week. Hey, everybody. This is your Mythos Master, Ariel. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a review and share it with a friend. You can come chat with us on our Discord. Links in the show notes below. Check out our Twitter. Next episode airs next Saturday. And remember, keep your percentiles low and your sanity high. And now it's time for a new snippet from Millie Oakley. Today, the Darcy twins shared with me some pictures of their fine art. A picture of a dragon-like creature with sharp teeth, a cat-like head, four legs, and scaly skin. When the girls were asked what inspired them to draw such a creature, they told me their imaginary friend John told them all about it. What an inspiration. An imaginary creature from an imaginary friend. Down below is a copy of this amazing drawing. They are only ten years old and in the fourth grade, but the details put into this drawing are way beyond their age. I think we can all agree that they are definitely deserving of this award. Hi, I'm Fire Rider, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games, from major characters who define the course of a game's storyline to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts.